Sepsis, or the infection causing sepsis, starts before a patient goes to the hospital in nearly 87% of cases. Sepsis is a medical emergency. If you or your loved one has an infection that's not getting better or is getting worse, act fast. Get medical care immediately. Ask your healthcare professional, could this infection be leading to sepsis? And if you should go to the emergency room, learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. You're listening to the Her Paper Root Podcast, episode number two. On today's show, we're going to talk about financial stress what it is and what you can do to fix your current financial situation to get yourself into a better place where financial stress can no longer reach you. Allow me to share these 12 tactics to stop financial stress and money problems for good. You ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Her Paper Root Podcast, a show all about money and entrepreneurship with host Chelsea Clark. Chelsea is a marketing strategist and the founder of HerPaperRoot.com, a friendly and supportive hive for ambitious, passionate entrepreneurs like you to learn how to growth hack your idea into a profitable business. We encourage you to fearlessly tackle your wildest goals. We know that as your own boss, you can deliver your unique message and make more paper. You just need a plan. Now helping you on your paper route, here's your host, Chelsea Clark. We have all dealt with some type of financial stress in one form of another. Maybe you didn't have enough to get all of your groceries for the week or forgot about an automatic payment that was coming out and put your account in the negative. You think you have everything under control, you aren't struggling financially, then boom, an unexpected expense occurs and you are overwhelmed with money stress. Ending financial stress and putting a stop to money problems for good is possible. It's all about planning and preparation. Financial fitness is such an important part of life. The strength of your mindset and attitude about money can either bring on financial stress or keep it at bay when things get hard. Financially savvy women and men know the ins and outs of their financial situation and have learned how to handle any disruptions without getting completely thrown off track. Whether you're a single lady, a CEO mama, or just leaving the nest, these good financial habits will help you keep your finances and life in order no matter what challenges are thrown your way. Now as you listen along, check out the show notes because I've included a link where you can download my End Financial Stress Planner. It is a budget planner that can help you track your income, your expenses, and gives you some suggestions on ways that you can make more money So not only how to save and hold on to the money you make, but to make more. And this is a free download. You can get it by going to the show notes below or going to herpaperroot.com slash toolkit. So let's talk about these 12 tips for how you can end financial stress. Number one, don't live above your means. I know this can be hard at times with all those tempting credit card offers, but honestly, don't spend more than you really can afford. Savvy financial women don't depend on credit cards and can hold back from that ever so tempting instant gratification. Understand that looking wealthy and actually being wealthy are two completely different things. Just because you can buy a $300 Michael Kors watch on a credit card doesn't mean that you have the actual money to pay for it. Be motivated by the long-term financial freedom rather than looking the part now. Just take a look at some of the most successful individuals, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Mark Zuckerberg. 
they aren't walking around in Gucci and Prada. They are average because they know that you don't have to be dripping in designer couture to be financially savvy. Number two, get rid of your most expensive debts first. This all comes down to working smarter, not harder. If you do have debt that you need to climb out of, write down exactly how much everything is, the monthly minimums and the APRs. Which one is costing you the most? Work on those ones first or transfer any debt with high APRs to something with lower ones to try and save a little while you're working on paying it off. Number three, don't spend frivolously. Again, with the instant gratification, do you really need the newest model smartphone? Probably not. Really, know where your money is going and don't let it just disappear out of your bank account. Before I had a handle on this, I can't tell you how many times I looked in my checking and discovered charges that I couldn't even remember making. This is a terrible habit. Avoid things that send you coupons for things that you wouldn't normally buy. This will only tempt you to buy something that you probably don't need. If there is something that you really want, sit on it for a bit. Do you still really want it after a few weeks or a few months? While you're thinking about it for that time, you can be saving up that money for it. Number four, cut back where you can. This goes hand in hand with my financial stress reducing tip number three. You can easily save $25 a week by making your coffee at home rather than stopping at Starbucks. Look for ways that you can cut back unnecessary expenses. There are lots of things that you can do to cut unnecessary expenses. Do you have kids in sports or extracurricular activities? Look for hand-me-down items from other parents in those groups. Check out Craigslist or resale Facebook groups for items that your kids need. Take a look at other areas where you might be spending unnecessarily. Do you always buy brand name items at the grocery store? Are you paying for monthly services that you hardly ever use? Uh, looking at you, gym membership. Or do you purchase things at the gas station when you go in to buy gas that you really don't need? Pay attention to these things and really be aware of where your money is going. There is a ton more coming up on today's episode, but first I want to quickly thank our sponsors for making this show possible. Want to learn something new today? Skillshare is an awesome online learning community where you can learn a new skill in just about anything. There are over 16,000 free and premium classes. Get personalized, on-demand education on everything from SEO, design, business, marketing, creative arts, and more. Today, you can get two months of unlimited classes for free right now when you go to herpaperoot.com Skillshare. Number five, have a savings and an emergency fund. Now you may be thinking to yourself when you hear that, what's the difference between savings and an emergency fund? Well, generally speaking, you should have six months worth of expenses in your savings and an additional X amount for an emergency. An emergency could be if you need a new hot water heater, the fridge breaks, or some other annoying and unexpected expense. Contribute to your savings and emergency funds regularly. Be prepared. So how much should you have in your emergency fund? Well, that really depends on your situation. Do you own a house, have kids, own a vehicle or two? Make sure you factor in all these types of things when figuring out how much to save for an emergency fund. This way you won't have to take out a credit card to pay for a busted water pipe or a new car engine. Being prepared ahead of time will reduce the chances of money anxiety 
and financial problems later on. Number six, know how much money you have and where it comes from. How much is in your paycheck normally? Do you have a side hustle? Any investments from your employer that you earn dividends from? Keep track of all the money that you have coming in. Check out the show notes because I've included a list of passive income ideas as well as a list of my favorite work from home jobs where you can get started. Make sure that you know what you earn, where it comes from, and that it is working the hardest that it can for you. If your employer automatically puts your 401k into a diversified portfolio, is that money being utilized for maximum profits? Find out, and if not, change it. Number seven, budget, budget, budget. It's time to rethink what you know about budgets. Your budget should be flexible yet consistent. It's not very common to have the same expenses month to month for an entire year. If you have kids, then you know that the budget in late August is vastly different than in late May. Back to school supplies and fees really add up in the fall. Your budget needs to be realistic rather than a rigid, tedious thing that you avoid at all costs. Make sure you budget in for going out to eat with friends and actually having fun too. The point of a budget is to take control of your money, not become a hermit. There are plenty of things to do without blowing your paycheck. Remember the show notes where I've included your free download to my budget planner. This budget planner does all the work for you. It does the math. You just input your expenses and income, side hustles, everything. The budget planner takes care of the rest. Number eight. Know your due dates. Late fees are a pain. They are expensive and annoying, but they are also, however, easy to avoid. It can be as simple as writing all of your expense due dates down on a calendar or setting reminders on your phone or using my budget planner, but don't forget to budget for all of your expenses. Number nine, invest in yourself. Okay, so I know this may sound counteractive to what I said before, but hear me out. This is something that can often be overlooked, especially for us women and mothers who tend to put ourselves last, above all of all of our other responsibilities. Make sure you are also rewarding yourself when you reach those hard-fought milestones. Whether they be financial, health, or relationship-related, it doesn't have to be anything big. Pay off one of your credit cards, buy yourself a new book or some chocolate, whatever floats your boat, just something small. You will be highly less likely to stick to a budget or your goals if you are overly strict on yourself and don't allow for any fun whatsoever. Number 10. Can you afford it? Good. Now, don't buy it. Now that you have worked to pay things off, have reduced financial stress somewhat, and have a good amount in your savings account, congratulations! But just because you can afford that new pair of jeans or the latest iPhone doesn't mean that you should actually buy them. If you start spending just because you can, then you will not be financially free for very long. Spend out on too many non-necessities and pretty soon you will be back at square one. And that's just no fun, right? We're trying to get you ahead. So now I know I just said that you should invest in yourself and reward yourself when you reach your goals, but keep things in perspective here. Keep your bigger ticket items occasional and calculate for those expenses. Stay away from those frequent and impulsive purchases. After all, those are probably what got you in the money trouble in the first place. Number 11, stock up your nuts for retirement. 
Your retirement should be kept separate from your savings or your emergency fund. Whether you have a retirement set up through an employer or through an IRA, you should have it set up to contribute regularly and as much as you can afford. Remember, this is pre-tax savings here, people, so take advantage of it. Number 12, money isn't everything. This is hard to grasp when you have very little of it, but remember, money ultimately does not define who you are or how happy you are. The number in your bank account should not determine how you feel about yourself. You are not your finances. Tell yourself that you will not have financial stress because you are in control and making the steps every day to improve your spending, saving, and earning. To start making more money, you need to create revenue systems for yourself that go beyond a job. Start a side hustle, start a blog, start a business. Your opportunities for money are limitless. Check out the show notes at herpaperroot.com slash show notes, where I have added a special free bonus for you that will help you create a plan for how you're going to make more paper. This is what's called your paper route, and I'm here to help you plot it out. Tune into the next episode, and if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. I would really, really appreciate that. Until next time, stay focused on your paper route. Thanks for tuning in to the Her Paper Root podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please say so by leaving us a review on iTunes. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. For more entrepreneurship resources and to connect with Chelsea, swing by herpaperroot.com. Now go make something.